Madame et Monsieur, écoutez bien. Welcome to Fashion Mode with Charles McDonald, brought to you in association with Force Magazine on World Radio Paris. Bonjour and welcome to Fashion Mode. This is the primetime fashion show for World Radio Paris, brought to you in association with Force Magazine. I'm Charles Daniel MacDonald and I will be hosting the show exclusively for World Radio Paris. The first circuit of the ready-to-wear menswear collections for autumn-winter 2020 has already hot the runways of New York. In addition to this, the month of February has seen a greater push on the next generation of emerging fashion talent which are thirsty for global exposure. With the Big Apple under their belt, I take a look at what Paris can expect to see when they hit the City of Light. Alongside this, I will be taking a look at why fashion sustainability greenwashing is not all it's made out to be, and why the upcoming Christian Louboutin exhibition in Paris is set to call the style showcase of the year. Five fresh names to know from Fashion Week. Despite the shorter schedule, the absence of blockbuster New York Fashion Week mainstays, the CFDA chairman Tom Ford, Ralph Lauren and Tommy Hilfiger amongst them, this season have created additional light for a new generation of rising design talents. Rather than make the overt political statements about the looming presidential elections in October and the state of other current affairs, these designers have instead chose to harness the power of fashion as a means of escapism. From Susan Alexandra's music which extravaganza to Kenneth Nicholson's nostalgic tailoring and the divine comedy of Puppets and Puppets, five rising stars of New York Fashion Week share the inspirations behind their latest collections and the series of events that led them to a career in fashion. There's no doubt we can expect to see them in the City of White next season, but let's take a look at exactly who they are. Susan Alexandra in September, Ohio-born New York designer Susan Korn, known by her brand name Susan Alexandra, gave her fans notable mentions, include the Hadid sisters and Barbie Ferreria, what they really wanted to see. A ready-to-wear collection. This was made in collaboration with designer and drag queen Steak Diane. Alexandra's pencil skirts, crop tops and baby doll dresses with embellished fruit prints are an extension of her fun, beadwork bags and jewellery which is served in rainbow colours. For autumn-winter 2020, Alexandra staged a 20-minute musical, rather than a conventional runway show, starring Larry Owens. A lead in one of 2019's buzziest Offway productions, A Strange Loop, and Sasha Spielberg, the actress daughter of the director Steven Spielberg. I wanted to turn up the volume on what I've already done, explained the 34-year-old, pulling out an accessory which she's particularly excited about. A bag that looks like a firework. It's an explosion of beads. Other pieces you'll want to immediately shop. Susan Alexandra is stopped at several international retailers, including Sykes and Selfridges, include a more demure pouch made from seeds, and a paint palette earrings that pay homage to Alexandra's eternal muse, Frida Kahlo. So Kaina. 
The Singalese fashion designer Oman Salam credits the late Sonia Raikel with having taught him everything he knows. After graduating from Parsons with a degree in fashion design, he worked for the Queen of Knitwear for seven years and subsequently Christian Lacroix. In 2012, he established Sukaina and it wasn't long before the likes of Naomi Campo and Natalia Vodianova were endorsing his elegant designs. Salam is a storyteller first and foremost, and at one time he had ambitions to be a screenwriter. I'm fascinated by the power of communication, but it wasn't until later that I looked beyond words and into visuals, said the 42-year-old, before stressing the imperative of establishing a bland only when the time is right. If one has a goal of contributing to the power of fashion, then create a colour that hasn't been existent before. This season, Salem continues to strive for originality and authenticity, combining light breathable neoprene from Japan with luxurious silk organza, chiffon and feathers. New fabrications, braided, embroidered and beaded textiles, developed in his Brooklyn atelier, meanwhile pay homage to the Basarate and Fulane people of West Africa. Priscavera Born and raised in Rome and a graduate of the Instituto di Europa di Design in Barcelona and now based in New York, Prisca Fracetti doesn't have to set out to reinvent the wheel with the arrival of every season. The 29-year-old was drawn to fashion design, she says, for its pursuit of the perfect balance between the creative and the commercial. This collection is about the type of woman I want to admire and providing her with what she wants and needs, she said. For autumn-winter 2020, some of the pieces on the Priscavera women's wish list are straight-leg jeans, hand-painted with illustrations of goldfish, slouchy silk suits in plum and magenta, a hooded long-sleeved mini-dress cut from a double layer of Italian jersey, Fracetti's answer to the little black dress, and glossy puffer jackets, which are deliberately misbuttoned, and there was a studious undertone to the show staged in the General Society Library, with some models sporting thick-rimmed glasses and backpacks slung over one shoulder. I listened to my friends and I asked a lot of questions, Fracetti said of her working process. I observed that women were on the street and I aimed to give them the tools to express themselves, to feel comfortable, powerful, professional, naughty, sexy or simply have fun. Kenneth Nicholson The Los Angeles-based Kenneth Nicholson regards himself as an artist who makes clothes, rather than a fashion designer. It's the most real way of expressing art in the sense that it's worn. One can communicate their internal feelings externally. The ultimate version of performance art explains the 37-year-old. There is a widespread belief that great art comes from struggle, and that seems to be the case for Nicholson, who describes his upbringing in Houston, Texas, as quite difficult. I was bullied at school and my father, an army veteran, didn't understand my desire to create fashion as a designer, he said. Nevertheless, he pursued his calling and went on to study fashion design in San Francisco's Academy Art University. Entitled Grandma's Couch and inspired by the view from his grandmother's couch that encompassed florals, crystals, figurines, 
the sound of Pospo and sports imagery. Nicholson's Autumn Winter 2020 co-ed collection presented during New York Fashion Week men's was a poetic collage of colours, textures and patterns. Think 70s style tailoring in pastel hues, refined frock coats for the 21st century, Renaissance style, skirt suit cuts cut from look to be houndstooth carpet, sweaters and vests which were made using a latch hooking technique which had been passed round through the generations with nostalgia. Puppets and Puppets Launched last year and showing off schedule, Puppets and Puppets have already made their presence known with their theatrical and humorous creations as seen on the likes of model photographer Richie Shazam and artists Chloe Wise and Jane Mosley. This season took a turn sci-fi with a colour palette and cuts which were inspired by Jean Giraud's elaborately illustrated storyboards for Alejandro Jurowski's doomed adaptation of June. Established by Callie Mark and her former assistant Ayala Argentina and trained in the Fine Arts School of Visual Arts and Fashion Design at the Fashion Institute of Technology respectively. Puppets and Puppets is a confidence of disciplines. My main focus is in the show itself and I oversee the art direction and decide the theme of the collection. Michigan Warren Marks says of their working process, it's a 50-50 creative input. But Ayla has a garment construction idea and fashion history knowledge that even I wouldn't think of. After graduation, Mark got gallery jobs to gain a better knowledge of the market, but grew increasingly disillusioned by the art world. I discovered it's more corporate and commodity-based than I had originally thought. You grow up looking at art and it seems like this transcendental thing, but really, it's just a business and I was really disheartened by that, she says. Art pretends to be visceral and emotional, and fashion doesn't pretend to be anything other than a business, so I feel they almost do the inverse to what they're meant to do. We spend months putting a collection together and then a show. It's here and then it's gone. And we do it because we love it, not because it makes us rich. Sustainable Fashion Sustainability and How to Be Greenwash Vigilant Eco-conscious, environmentally friendly and sustainable. These are just some of the buzzwords being used to promote the green credentials of brands and corporations. But while the surge of companies responding to the climate crisis is hugely positive, it can be difficult to know whether you're being a responsible consumer or simply buying into greenwashing. Coined in 1986 by environmentalist Jay Westerfeld, greenwashing or green sheen is when a company uses misleading or false information to suggest it's doing more for the environment than it actually is. It's easy to say something is sustainable and not to prove it, says Amina Razavi, the executive director of Sustainable Apparel Coalition. 
it's not always backed up by real credible data, which makes it difficult for consumers to make smart and informed choices. This commonplace practice means it's important that consumers do their research and ask questions. Don't just listen to the marketing, comments Harriet Volking, the Chief Brand Officer at Sustainability Consultancy, EcoEdge. Look at the company's website and read what it is that they're actually doing. With this in mind, here are six ways to spot greenwashing in the fashion industry and become a more environmentally responsible shopper. Look for numbers, not words. The easiest way to work out whether brands are greenwashing is by looking for figures that support their claims, rather than taking them at face value. Companies use words such as sustainability mate or eco-friendly, says Rasvi, but what percentage of their products are made with recycled materials? Find out whether brands have measurable targets set out on their website. What quantifiable goals do they have listed publicly? Uh, companies which are truly committed to sustainable practices are setting ambitious goals that can be backed by science. They measure and they are committed to reducing environmental impacts every year, Rasvi added. Natural isn't always more eco-friendly. Natural materials such as viscose, rayon and bamboo are promoted as eco-friendly, but it depends on how they're sourced. For example, 150 million trees are cut down for viscose production every year, according to Canopy. Viscose is responsible for deforestation unless it comes from certified sources, explains Osora de Castro, founder of the campaign group Fashion Revolution. Meanwhile, bamboo is a fast-growing fibre, but it's sometimes grown with pesticides and chemicals which are often used when it's turned into fabric. Unless it comes from an organic source, bamboo is incredibly polluting, De Castro continued. Doing your research is key. Tools such as the Higg Materials Sustainability Index can help, which compares the environmental impacts of different textiles. The more you can learn about how and where materials are produced, the more informed you can be on how sustainable they are and any potential trade-offs, says Rasvi. Vegan doesn't necessarily mean sustainable either. In fashion, vegan can mean products which are made from synthetic alternatives to leather and fur. These are touted as sustainable, but they are not from animals, comments Vocking. They are often made from oil, which can be very bad for the planet. You should check what listed alternative materials are made in each and every form. Both vegan leather and faux fur can be made responsibly, or they can have detrimental impacts on the environment. Consumers who typically shop for these are concerned about animal welfare, but there's also a very strong environmental cost associated with this solution. Find out exactly who is making your clothes. Brands are increasingly publishing more information about their suppliers, but offering less transparency about the actual treatment of their factory workers. This information doesn't necessarily lead you to the best practice, but it can lead you to a factory and you don't know what is going on. Fashion's Revolution's Transparency Index highlights information which has been released by the top brands about the supply chain management, production lines and social and environmental impacts. Meanwhile, 
Fairware Foundation and Workers' Rights Consortium provides reports and updates on investigations into the treatment of factory workers around the world. De Castro advises finding out whether workers are allowed to form unions and if they're being paid a living wage. If they have an opportunity to be part of a union, they're asking for things in unison and there is safety in numbers, she explains. Check for certifications. Look for industry standard certifications that verify any claims being made. These include, but are not limited to, Blue Design, which uncovers environmental health and safety in the manufacturing of textiles. Cradle to Cradle Certified, given to products that are fully biodegradable or combustible, can be used repeatedly. And the Fairtrade Textile Standards ensures workers are being protected throughout the supply chain, including their right to unionise. When buying organic cotton, look for Organic Global Cotton Textile Standard and the Organic Content Standards. Both ensure the cotton meets approved standards across the supply chain. And finally, invest in brands with a holistic approach. What they are adopting with a holistic approach is quite simply by looking at the bigger picture rather than focusing on individual issues. Leading companies are integrating sustainability into everything they do, not just one collection or a handful of pieces. Sustainability touches every aspect of the business and should be integrated as such, from headquarters to design, manufacturing, sales and shipping. A brand that is openly transparent and communicative about its steady sustainability journey is always a better bet, continues Volking, rather than one that uses sustainability slang with little or no evidence to back it up to its market. And finally, why the Christian Louboutin exhibition in Paris is a must-see. From February 26th to July 26th, 2020, head to the Palais de la Porte Dorée in Paris to see an exhibition dedicated to the world-renowned luxury shoemaker Christian Louboutin. A key figure in the world of fashion, the exhibition will offer a journey through more than 30 years of creation in about 10 chapters. This exhibition showcases the precious relationships that have marked my journey through working with my craftsmen who possess unique expertise, as well as collaborations with artists who are really dear to me, Louboutin commented in his official statement. This unmissable fashion event retraces the designer's journey, from his earliest youth to the highlights of his career and his most beautiful encounters. Audacious, inspired and open-minded are all adjectives for Christian Louboutin's accomplished career. Remarkably, the Parisian shoe designer has been creating sketches of her designs since he was 12 years old, the first of which was inspired by the architectural beauty of the Palais de la Porte Dorée. On the 25th of February, in the very same place that inspired the young designer, 
a namesake exhibition will be honouring the designer's career and his larger-than-life imagination. Following a path dreamed up by Olivier Gabert, the curator of the exhibition and director of Museum of Decorative Arts, visitors are invited to discover the inspirations behind the designer to whom we owe the iconic red soul. Wherever I go, there is always a garden to see, or a museum, a church, a concert, or some element of architectural design. The main tool I used is to stay inspired, and it's an open-priced mindedness which allows me to develop and form my personal collections and take a look at some exclusive collaborations, some of which have never been seen before. As a testament to Christian Louboutin's dedication to craftsmanship, some of the pieces reveal exclusive stained glass creations by the Maison du Vitral, Silversmith, Civilian Panakin, and a cabaret carved in Bhutan. In addition, the exhibit will feature original collaborative projects between the designer and some of his favourite artists. These collaborations include projects with the director and photographer David Lynch, the New Zealand multimedia artist Lisa Rayana, the English designer duo Whitmaker Malin, the Spanish choreographer Blanca Lee, the Pakistani artist Imran Kershi, and a host of others. In short, this exhibition marks a new sense of incitement for the Palais de la Porte Dorée, and it's not to be missed under any circumstances. I hope that you can join us for the next Fashion Mode show, where I'll be taking another look at the latest offerings from the International Runway Collections from Paris and Milan to see what the City of Light has in store for us all from their female ready-to-wear collections for autumn-winter 2020. With more details and features to follow, you can catch up with all the latest fashion news on forcemagazine.com and at FORC Magazine on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Until the next time, keep your fashion mode on.